Hello and welcome back to Stories Told by Friends. Today we have part two of Sherry's story, in which she tells about the journey she and her cousins went on to try and get on Family Feud Canada. If you missed part one, you should definitely go and listen to that first. But here's a short review that takes us up to where we left off in part one. Sherry Schmitz, you're on. All right. CBC actually has Family Feud Canada. February 2020, I get a text from my cousin's husband. They want people to audition, get the cousins together. And you guys need to do this. I know you'll absolutely crush it. We we play, they say, thank you, you guys are amazing. So we get off that Zoom, we're all feeling good. You know, because you're doing all this great stuff, getting so much excellent feedback from everybody. And then we wait. Then we get an email in June and it says, thank you, but you haven't been accepted. And sorry, you didn't get on. And that was the end of our family feud journey. All right. Well, let's pick the story up from there. Fast forward to June 2021, a whole year since we got the kind of you didn't make it letter. I get an email and it says, you made an impression on us. We would like to know if you're still interested in furthering your audition for Family Feud. I was like, oh my God, this is like the best email ever. I text all my cousins. I'm like, you guys, you guys got time for a Zoom tonight. And of course, by the time we could get everybody together, it's 9.30 at night. So I'm sitting on this for six and a half hours, you know, because I don't want to text it to him. I don't want to just forward the email. Like I want us all to be together when we hear this news. Finally, we all get together. Hey guys, do you want to do this? And again, there wasn't a hesitation. We all said yes. Uh, the only piece was, was um, exactly when Family Feud started taping is when my cousin, Evan, uh, his wife, well, they were expecting a baby. And so we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to be gone. And Desi is going to have this baby without Evan. Like that was kind of the biggest hang up for me in my mind. And I mean, and of course it was worry for Evan, Des. So that was our biggest thing, but we thought, well, we'll make it work. We'll figure out a way because their, their filming time is between September and November. Me being Sherry, I wasn't just going to reply back. Yes. We made a spinoff video to our audition video. And at that time I hadn't returned my stuff to Valley Village. So I'm standing in front of like the snowed out TV with my hand on it, kind of like the whole poltergeist scene or whatever. (laughs) And uh, so I've got my uh, gear on and I turn around and I'm just like, we're back. We all get on our gear again and we do some crazy exercise thing and I send it into the producer and we get it back pretty much right away and he is like that has made our day I can't believe how great this is I'm sharing it with the whole casting team thanks so much oh that's wonderful so then we we had that and then another producer got in touch with us so at this point we've met four different family feud producers like it was just because of the state of the world So we met another producer. She got online with us. She met us again. We kind of went through the same thing we went the very first time. So she's asking us questions, family feud questions, questions about who we are. Again, I think just determining who we are as a group. So we go through that and we're like, okay, this is great. She goes, well, I'm amazed. This is so fun. 
and we'll get back to you. So a few days after that, she sends me an email. We need some more information from you guys. So she has a list of questions that we have to give her. So for from everybody, she wants three funny or memorable stories. And then she has individual questions she wants from each of us. We're like, well, holy crap, <laughs> you know, how much more do we have to do to wow. get on this show? But in hindsight, I can kind of see the reasoning for them asking that because again, our audition videos, we didn't say a word about who we are. Like the, really the only time they saw us was through those hour Zooms. So I get all this information. Uh, like I make a baby manuscript. I'm not joking. It is a 14 page document. I've got footnotes. I've got photos. I have chapters. We've, we've been in it this far. I'm going to take it over the top. I'm going to do more than they ask because now I really want this. Like, it's just been kind of all these teases along the way. And I'm like, I am going to like go full out and make this an amazing thing. So I send it to her at about seven o'clock on a Thursday night because I want all the cousins to review it before we sent it in. Literally an hour later, less than an hour later, we get a response from her saying, this is amazing. Give everybody a pat on the back. You guys have done such a great job. So, okay, we're pumped up now, right? So I'm texting everybody. This is what she said. Next morning, I'm at work. There's about four emails from her. The first one was saying, okay, I know I responded to you last night, but I got a chance to dig into this. This is fabulous. Next thing is now she's going through everybody. So then she replies back because I put one of the things that I can do is do a really good Grover impression. And my favorite book was <laughs> The Monster at the End of This Book. So then she's replying back, oh, that was, I don't, I have never met anybody who's ever talked about that book for, before. And then I'm getting another thing about Evan and about Joe and about um, one of my cousin Lynn's stories was she was at Eaton's. So Kurt Browning was there and Lynn was a huge Kurt Browning fan. Lynn waits for hours and she's getting closer and closer to Kurt. She gets his autograph and she can't talk to him. And she passes out right then and there. <laughs> 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 they have people take her, her lay her on one of the beds until she wakes up. So this producer is like, Lynn and I share the same passion for Kurt Browning. I was at a figure skating showcase once and it was sponsored by Lint and Kurt Browning had taken a bite out of his Lint chocolate and threw it at me, you know, <laughs> all these things. I'm getting so pumped up. And then the last email she sends to us is, thanks for much for doing this. All I can say is that I'm rooting for you. And I'm like, rooting for us? What the heck? <laughs> what more do we need to do? Two hours this morning going back and forth on emails and you're just rooting for us. So like, ah, nah, you know what? <laughs> this is terrible because I, I was hoping she would be the one that could say yes or no. So then we wait. So that was June. No way. After yeah. all that? After all that. Then we wait. That was June. Then we get an email beginning of August saying, congratulations, you guys have, now listen to this word, Dave, you guys have tentatively made it onto Family Feud. <laughs> what does tentatively mean? We don't know what this means. And How many families are actually going to this extent to be on this show? Because they, they've got two on, but they get lots of episodes. You'd think that 
You'd think you'd be in for sure by now. Well, that's kind of what, where we were at. So that's all I see is tentatively. But then as I start reading, it's tentative on COVID. So we've made it to family feud. As I read more, I'm like, okay, we actually made it. Hopefully COVID doesn't take us down. I text all the cousins and I said, you guys, you're you're never going to believe this. And they're like, what? She wants us to record ourselves on Zoom, being excited and cheering for each other and doing a couple more family feud questions. And then Dave, they were exactly like you were. They Like, what more do we need to do? But they weren't surprised about it because we'd gone through so much. And so I had some fun swears coming back at me over the text or whatever. But what really I did is Carter and I went to the dollar store and we bought balloons and decorations. And and then actually Doug was hiding under the table so that when I announced it, he let go of the balloons and they came <laughs> He's a great guy. Oh, really like he came yeah. out of a cake or something. <laughs> That's exactly. exactly so then I get Dennis to ask us the questions. And so we're going back and forth and we're, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're just having it up for the video. Then I get Dennis to ask, who is the next family to get on Family Feud Canada? So he asks that question and Evan says the digging hearts. I'm like, yes, it's the truth. We're going. Well, they didn't really realize it because they're all in game mode. They want to make this the best new video we send off to Family Feud. <laughs> And then the Doug releases the balloons and I've got sparklers and all this stuff. And then they realize, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? And then they were like, we're going, we're going. So that was amazing too. So then we're, we're ready to go. We're good. So this is mid-August. We, we get another email like saying, you know what? Yeah, travel's a go-ahead. We're all good. So take the tentative off. Kate, that just settles us down more. Here are some dates. Pick a few and let us know if they work. So we pick the ones that kind of were away from Des's due date. And we find out literally end of August that we're going to be there in 18 days, like September 18th. So the next process is you have to put together family wardrobes. They want three different wardrobes. You have to take picture of everybody in them. You have to send them to a producer and they have to get approved. So here's another thing we're going. So in the meantime, they assign us. Now our family has our own producer. So they use, they assign each family producer. So our producer's name is John. He's amazing. We meet with him a few times. He gives us some tips of what we need to do. So he hypes us up a lot. Some of our outfits don't get approved. Some get approved. So the hardest thing is trying to figure out how we all are going to look good together when one person lives in Esther Hazy and has the bargain bargain down the street from him to choose clothes from. (laughs) We get all that together. It's all good to go. So we have a person in charge of COVID who's assigned to our family. We have a person who is in charge of travel, who's assigned to our family. We have a person who is in charge of per diems. And then we have the casting producer who has the overall thing. But the process was simple. They had it really set up well. Family Feud pays for your travel to get there. So all of our flights, the train ticket to get downtown, the hotel, and they gave us like a food per diem. They essentially, like, it's it's a free trip. Like, they take really good care of their families. 
we all decide instead of leaving from our closest airports that everybody's going to drive here. So we're going to just have a cousin get together. We're going to get on the plane and all go together and arrive together. And so now we're in Toronto. All five of us were pretty much like COVID shut-ins. Like I was very strict in my family. Joe lives in Hester Hazy. There's no place to go there. Lynn's in the healthcare system or Adrina. They're super strict there, you know. So Evans and Lloyd, he's expecting a baby. He has two little ones. So he doesn't want them to get sick either. So we've all kind of really been shut in this whole time. So now we're on airplanes. We've got N95s on. I have my Clorox wipes. I am wiping everything down. You know, I was kind of freaking out about it. It's like, Sherry, you can't say no to this. You can't say no. They're allowing flights. You know that you're super strict on yourself and what you do when you go to places. Just don't let all that anxiety kind of wreck this moment for you. So yeah, we're wiping things down on the airplanes, all that stuff. We get to Toronto. Uh, We have to train down to downtown. We get to downtown. And just as we get out of the train station, there is a Blue Jays game just letting out. Dave, there are thousands Thousands. of people on these streets. (laughs) We get out and we, and I'm not joking. We like stop dead in our tracks, looking at all these people just coming out of the stadium. We hadn't been around that many people for how long? Yep, the masks go back on because you figure you're outside, it's going to be okay. Yeah, no, we we did that. We filed through all these people. We get to our hotel. We get there. It's all good. It's a block away from CBC. We go explore, but we can't be out too late because we have to have our COVID test done by 8 o'clock in the morning. We're all excited. So we got there. I go to bed, they go play cards, We wake up in the morning, get all ready in the outfit that they tell us to wear, go down for a COVID test. And then we get there and we think, oh my God, this is going to be such a glamorous thing. You know, we're going, so we get, they take us up to the, whatever floor it was, sixth floor, we get off and it is a warehouse (laughs) because we're all like bright eyed and Ooh, this is babe. It's a warehouse. And I think for COVID, or I don't know if they have this all the time, but I feel like it was for COVID. They put up these makeshift walls. So it's basically pieces of plywood with two by fours over top, connecting them together. And there's these big CBC family feud signs that say, do not lean. Like they're all over. Cause I'm sure if one person leans, this whole little thing is going down. So we get this little cubicle that's maybe a little bit bigger than your office downtown. Like it wasn't big at all. Uh, We have some chairs in there, plastic table and we, and a TV. I was like, okay, well, this is cool. You know, whatever. So then they call us in for an hour and a half rules and regulations meet. All of the families are there. So they take us through everything. So then they send you back to, I call it the cubby hole because that's where we were. They send us back to our cubby hole. And then they say, okay, well, we'll come and get you to rehearse. So actually the rehearsal piece was a really huge part of it because that's the first time like you walk onto that stage and it's all lit up and it is shiny and it is beautiful. Like it is absolutely amazing when you go on there and 
you're in awe and then they take you to your side and you're standing behind the long podium there. We were all speechless. Such a great, great thing just to even be on that stage. And then all of a sudden, our producer, John, says, hey, guys, turn around. And you know that kind of arch that's in behind everybody, like where the people stand? They call that the cove. She's like, hey, guys, turn around, look at the cove. And then all of a sudden, our name was up there in lights, right? And then it kind of gave us all goosebumps because, oh, my, this is really happening. There's our name. This is so awesome. So they go through things and it was actually really glad they did because when I went up like to the one versus one podium, uh, they asked the question and I lifted my hand, but I didn't slap the buzzer right away. And that's an an instant restart to the game because they call it hovering because your hand is closer to the buzzer than the other person's hand. Right. So the producer's like, hey, everybody, I'm so glad I made that an example of myself, but because there's other families there, right? Hey, everybody, did you see what Sherry did? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, and actually, I'm super glad it happened to me because it's just in my nature to kind of want to be first and get there first or like react real fast when it comes to gameplay. So we went through all that process. It was really good. Then they had a break and uh, we got this paper bag of yogurt and chicken nuggets. Honestly, we were all too nervous to eat anyway. And then we sit there and then they start playing the actual game and you're in your cubby and you're watching everybody play their game. So they have the first family go up and they win and you're like, okay, well, will will we be next? Will we be competing against that family no then you watch those guys play okay we'll be next no they shot that they shot six episodes that day ours was the last one of the day that was on hour 12 so we were there from essentially 8 30 to 8 30 that day kidding yeah so just sitting there waiting there were points to it where each one of us would just kind of get down and frustrated And then somebody would bring us up or John, our family producer, he could see we were kind of getting upset about this because this is what happened. We're sitting there waiting, watching everybody play. And at about, I don't know, four o'clock, two new families come in to the studio. And we're like, well, who the heck are these people? Like we wanted to be those people. (laughs) And John comes up to us and says, Hey, you guys, I got to tell you something. And he probably knew we weren't going to be too impressed. He goes, "Um, these families are from Toronto. The one family in particular brought the whole studio audience. So we are going to let them play so that the studio audience can watch them. And we were like, "Oh, oh, my God, like, what the heck is going on here? You know? And we're like, well, will we play today? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And we're like, pretty sure. Terrible. So yeah, yeah. Raw, raw, system, blah, yay. Let's go Toronto. So then they ended up losing out to the Achoba family. And then we get to play them. So finally. Then we finally went, finally went on, finally went on. It just seems like every situation time with Family Feud Canada had this extended weight and anxious list on it. And so you finally get to play, but you've been sitting forever. 
was it hard to get your energy back up? Because it's all about energy. You'd, you'd auditioned with all this great positivity and, you know, huge energy and whatnot. Was it hard to get your energy back? Well, you know what? We kind of all powered together. And I, I got to give John, our producer, credit because he kind of got us back into everything. We all just kind of had a little family huddle there in the cubby. And we're like, you guys, let's put the whole rest of the day behind us. We got to start new. Let's start over. It's eight o'clock in the morning, not eight o'clock at night. We've got this. We've gone through all this other stuff since February 2020. Let's not let this stuff bring us down. Let's make the best of this situation. So we get to go up and we we have a little family chant we do, like ziggy zaki, ziggy zaki, and then everybody replies, oi, oi, oi. So we get into the ziggy zaki mode, right? So we're filing into the studio. We're zigzagging all the way up to the podium. We're getting into our pose. We're just having an absolute blast up there. I'm sure during that first episode, we zigzagged probably eight more times. They only showed it once. Like anytime we could fit it in there, like anytime we won anything, anytime. And John, our producer was telling us to do that too. And I think that kind of brought us up. And we play that first episode. And I actually, this morning, watched the very first question, that introduction part to us and Jerry D learning who we are. I think he genuinely had a fondness of our family. And I think that took us forward because that episode, he's teasing Sarah about kayaking, not being a sport. And he brings that through the whole episode. Like, even when he goes to the other side, to the Achobas, he asked the one guy what he does. And he said, like, he's a top 1% video game player. And then he even says to him, do you kayak? Like, he kind of keeps bringing the digging heart back into everything. And that kind of got us excited and going too, right? Because you can kind of feel like he's liking where we're going. Not that he's playing favorites at all, but I think he's having a ton of fun with us. Joe is totally coming out of his shell. I did this little slow-mo clip of Joe coming up to the podium because he comes up absolutely ridiculously every single time. And it's Joe and Jerry D looking at each other. They are just smiling and they're kind of Joe's blushing. And I just slow-moed it and I played some um some Lionel Richie in the background, like, hello, is it me you're looking for? And it's like, this is the exact moment that Jerry and Joe had our, their bromance together. Like, you could just see it. We just had a ton of fun. But I got to tell you, there was one time there, I thought we were done. And you're trying to be energetic. You're trying to smile. You're trying to do all this stuff. But I had such a sick, sick feeling that it was going to be over. Like I just had this intense dread just come right over me, but you still had to show all this energy. And one of those episodes, it's only 22 minutes on TV, but it takes almost an hour and a half to film. And I wish we could get the uncut version because there's so much on there. We know is on there, but they absolutely chose the best moments possible. The one piece was he asked what I did. And I told him I work for human resources. And, you know, one of my biggest responsibilities was substitutes and substitute teachers. And then I asked him if he wanted a job, because I could probably hook him up, you know, get him back on the sub list. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, me? No. And he's like, 
he goes, you know what, you know what made me stop subbing? I'm like, no, he's like, I was in a classroom and a kid looked at me and told me to fuck off. And after that, that was my last day. <laughs> and he didn't truncate. He didn't anything. He said it all out. Well, we're all dying of laughter. You know, so there's bits and pieces in there that we, we when the show actually aired a few weeks ago, the five of us had no idea what we would be watching. The only thing we knew for 1,000% were the questions we were asked. We knew our answer had to be up there, but that was it. So the way that the producers put everything together, it's amazing. So I've got this impending doom in my gut. The other family didn't answer correctly. And we ended up winning. Oh my God, Dave! <laughs> you know, like it was just, it was so intense. We ended up winning. It was like, we made this show. Like our moment did not last an hour and 20 minutes after we had spent, you know, 16 months on this thing, right? We made it. Like we actually made it. Now we get to go to fast money, right? And the only thing that ever, ever, ever crossed my mind at that point in time was we get to play again. Like that's all I wanted was we get to play again. Like this is amazing. Um, we go up to Fast Money. We didn't win the $10,000. I think we won $795 between the five of us. But at the end, you're have, you have to go and you have to dance and you have to clap for three minutes. We get back to our cubby hole and I sit down. I'm going to get emotional, but I just, I break down crying, you know, because it was, we got to play again. Like we, we made it. I felt like I was such a big warrior for our family to get on this show and I sat there and I just broke down because I was just so happy and then um the producer comes up oh my god Sherry are you okay and I was like it was such an overwhelming and happy thing anyway if anybody can ever try and experience like something like that or put themselves in a position to get something like that you should you should but I just broke down because we did it and we got to play again. Then we got to come back the next day. So you got to come back and I've, I've watched the episodes. So I know that you got to come back more than once. Were those both on the same day? The, the last two episodes were, were they both taped on the same day? We got a bit of a pass there because Monday was election day and CBC was doing some extra coverage. They actually didn't start taping until 11 o'clock the next morning. So thank gosh, you know, like, cause we'd been there all day, we're emotionally exhausted, went back to the hotel. You figure downtown Toronto is like booming. It wasn't. We finally found a place to eat. We got back, you know, we all kind of slept in, had the hotel breakfast. We didn't go anywhere. We just like got ready. And then of course you have to do your COVID test again before you go back in. So it was nice. So, and we were the first team to play on Monday morning and our shows were right back to back. You don't even get time. Like there's no time between that back-to-back to even go to the bathroom. Like they are just whipping you through these games. Like you think about Jerry D having to be on for that many hours a day and engaging with all those families and trying to naturally come up with something funny based on what one of your families said. I think that's pretty, you know, ingenious because he has to be thinking right then and there about some kind of funny response. Yeah, that's interesting because he is really funny 
on this show. Like he's really quick. He's great at that improvised humor with people on the spot. Yeah. I, I you know, you never think about him working like a 12 hour day and having to yeah. be on like that. Cause he, he seems fresh. It's amazing. Like, like I said, you don't really feel like you have time to go to the bathroom. Then he goes out back somewhere. And the next thing you know, he's got a brand new suit on. He's looking good. He's on the stage. He's not quite ready yet. He's got some lady with a lint roller and fixing his hair. And then you go back right back to him. And, and it's a good thing that Canadians are naturally sarcastic. That's a, a lot where, you know, his humor comes from, but they were all in, in good humor. And we had such fun with him. He really truly is a great guy, you know, and I really believe he roots for both families when they're up there. He wants the success of the show. He wants the success of the families. We're, we're on there with an hour and a half with him. The back and forth you get with him while you're playing the game. So awesome. So awesome. What an experience. One of our favorite, favorite bits that happened while we were filming was when Jerry D told my cousin Joe to shut up. We had no idea if that was going to be on the episode or not. Most of the times they just give you a little teaser before the episode plays, like on Facebook, you know, Instagram, whatever. And they played that teaser. And all of a sudden my phone's blowing up with the cousins like, oh my God, this made it onto the show. And the bit that you see about Joe is 10 seconds of Joe's really long, beautiful piece about the camaraderie and being on the show and having a connection, like his thing goes way longer than that. But when he told Joe to shut up, it it was so, so funny. And it was so entertaining. And Jerry D actually in that episode, you'll watch him. He hangs onto his belly and his back is arched. Like he is laughing so hard at this piece. And it's all at the expense of Joe, you know, but as our friends and family and are watching these, I keep getting like fan mail. Oh my gosh, your cousin Joe, he's amazing, you know? And so it was so fun when other people were watching it too and having a good reaction because even though we had fun, you come out of that experience wondering, well, will anybody else really care? Like, will they be able to see the fun that you had? And so when I was kind of getting feedback from people who had no idea who we were or heard from, you know, I had people's moms and dads and all that kind of stuff watching uh, and you're getting that back. 98 Cool sought me out every single day. I think I interviewed with them three times. They were totally invested in our journey. And I was like, okay, well, I, I really do think that we truly entertained people and it was just us being us. There was no show there. There was no, we weren't acting. We were just being us in the moment of being able to play this game. We played the three spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, but you can on CBC gem. Cause I trust me, I've watched some of the episodes a few times. We won, we won all three. We each made a very small <laughs> amount of money, but we were undefeated and we were undefeated. We got to play the full games. They had to restart again with two new families. But the experience that we got just playing with each other in those games and with Jerry D and being on a national game show and meeting other families. We were walking at night, the one night, and we met the Plowmans. They were on a couple episodes before us. 
And we just click. We're texting back and forth. She goes, that night we saw you in the street. If it wasn't COVID, I would have hugged you. And and uh, they live in this little place in Newfoundland. And he's and um, Paul's like, you guys need to come down. We've had three hours of time with each other. But it was just that shared experience. But that's it. You have a shared experience with a small amount of people in Canada. We, we made friendships out of that. It was amazing. If anybody listening sees that Family Feud is auditioning, you need to. I Up to this point, we're the only Saskatchewan slash Alberta team that's been on the show. Get up there. Dave, get all your, get up there. That'd be great, except you also just explained how much work it is to get on there. Like it, <laughs> man, oh. that is a oh. huge commitment that you made in order to get there, in order to bring some joy to people. You know, I'm not a big fan of television game shows, never really have been, you know, just yeah. whatever people winning money, but all your backstory and then knowing somebody watching them, it was really entertaining. You know, you had your choreographed moves and everybody was dancing when they went up there. And it seemed over the top, but in, in a good way. You guys were obviously having a lot of fun and, and Jerry D is, is hilarious. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. And now understanding all of the backstory and all the work that went into you getting there. I mean, you had a bit of a holiday. They flew you out there. That was nice, but you still worked hard each day in long days and whatnot. Makes me appreciate the uh, effort that these families go to in order to provide a little bit of good, wholesome family entertainment that's fun to watch. It's true. And like I said, maybe COVID hadn't happened. It maybe wouldn't have been such a grind, but I wouldn't take back any of those minutes or hours it took for us to get there. Every single step of the process kind of just made us tighter as a group. Oh, that's fantastic. And well, great way to bring your family together in an otherwise isolating time. Well, exactly. And also the bizarre thing about it is the interest that media have about us in Saskatchewan. So we've been in five different newspapers. I was on CTV Morning Live, 98 Cool, CJWW, uh, uh, CBC Edmonton. You know, all these people are just so genuinely excited about our experience and the fact that some people from Saskatchewan and, and, and Alberta got on. Our biggest message has been apply just because what it's given us, it's something that we'll never be able to get from anything else, you know? Well, here I thought having a big scoop on my podcast, I guess I'm 15th <laughs> in line, but that's pretty <laughs> typical for me. I've got the in-depth story. Right. That's right. Given that we really run this thing up, I think we've been talking for about an hour and a half. I know. We have. <laughs> You're really going to have to edit this out. Oh, no. Don't need to edit it at all. Perfect. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks for telling me that story, Sherry. I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to sign off in a very clever and creative way. You're an, a national CBC celebrity. You'll be able to sign <laughs> off in a very creative way. You did drop that you do a dead-on Grover impression. So I don't know that that might be, uh, who knows, that might be what you choose to do. I'm not saying. How would you like to sign off? This is a lot of pressure. This is uh, Sherry Schmitz, Family Feud contestant. Goodbye, everybody! And so, you know, if people don't know who Grover is, that's okay. They won't now either. <laughs> <laughs>
Goodbye, everybody. That's very good. Put me on the spot. I know that's that's what we do here. It's live podcasting. <laughs> thanks, Sherry. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Dave. It's time for Family Feud Canada from Good Soil, Saskatchewan, the Diggenhart family. A big thank you to Sherry for telling this entertaining story. And if you want to catch the Diggenhart's appearance on Family Feud Canada, check it out on CBC Gem Season 3. Thanks for listening, and if you want to get in touch, please give me a call, 306-665-3101, leave a message, or email storiestoldbyfriends at gmail.com. See you soon.